At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote what does every grocery store aisle now have in common Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is hour number two of the Greg Peterson Experience. It has been an experience here in the first hour as we want to put this thing a little bit of live college football. You still got one game that's going down in Hawaii as Hawaii versus Colorado State is getting a little bit more interesting. You got 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter of this one. Total is now officially over. It was trending that way, and now it is official. It is 36-24 Hawaii in the lead over Colorado State, so I'll be keeping you guys up on that. We wound up talking a lot of college football in the first hour. Here in this hour, we're going to get a little bit of, I guess you could call it basketball potpourri, as we're going to be talking a little bit in this segment about the NBA. Got to give the guys that wind up making the millions and millions of dollars out there a little bit of shine. Then we're going to talk a little bit more college basketball and then take a look at some props for the NFL, for this NFL Sunday, and then in the final hour, once we wind up hitting midnight Pacific, that will be 3 a.m. Eastern, and just all the Continental 48 days are on a Sunday. We're going to go hard and heavy into the NFL card for this week, give you guys some picks, give you guys some analysis, as we've got a lot of injuries to get you guys caught up on as well, try to find the angles. What of these guys that are going to be getting some more playing time are worth betting on, and what guys, well, they just are not, so... We've got a lot going on here. As I mentioned, you got that Hawaii versus Colorado State game that I'm going to be keeping you guys up on a little bit throughout this hour as that game is going to be going final relatively soon here. But you take a look at the NBA, and I've been talking about it a lot on this show, just the fact that you are seeing a myriad of unders coming through when it comes to the NBA because we've seen a little bit of an undertrend when it comes to all sports in general. I mean, you just take a look at it. The NFL has seen right around 
55, 54.5-ish percent of their games wind up going under the total thus far this season. We've seen quite a few college football unders right now in college basketball. It's in the pocket of about 52.7% of games that have gone under as well. So we've been seeing it all throughout those sports. But in the NBA, it's just the most demonstrative of all these sports. As of right now, with the completion of Saturday's games, 59.7% of games have gone under the total. 145 unders, 98 overs. You've got a couple pushes along the way, but I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous. And according to covers, over the last seven days, we've actually seen a little bit more of an over uptick as only 56.5% of games have gone under the total. You can tell that the rule changes have really caused for things to be a little bit more dry when it comes to the NBA, when it comes to the scoring. I don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing. And I mean, we're seeing a, big, a bunch of big line moves as well when it comes to some of these NBA totals, like you saw it in New Orleans versus Indiana. You wind up seeing that total open up at 214.5. It winds up cratering to about 206.5. Now, a lot of this has to do with injury news when it comes to the NBA. When you get later on in the year, you're not going to get it as much as here. You've obviously got guys that are going to be out due to load management. You're just going to have guys that they don't want to risk it or anything like that. They're trying to build themselves up for the postseason. I'm looking at any team that has LeBron James on it. So you got that going on. But hey, we certainly are seeing these totals wind up going downward. And you're finding in the NBA as well, it's just hard to sometimes get an overnight line in some of these because we're only going to be doing one segment of the NBA because for one, when it comes to just the card in general, you don't have a lot of games that are going to be going down. You've only got five games for the Sunday and for two. You take a look at a few of these games like Dallas versus the LA Clippers. If you're out here in Las Vegas, there's not a single Las Vegas betting book that is currently offering this game. You've got a few books that are on the East Coast that are offering lines on Clippers versus Mavericks. You've also got that with the Nuggets versus the Phoenix Suns and also the Raptors and the Golden State Warriors game. And that's about it. So, I mean... It's just really tough when you wind up having these games that you can't wind up betting overnight. And you're going to experience that a lot in college basketball as well for the next week or so. Because when it comes to college basketball, when you do wind up having these tournaments in which are going on with like the Maui Invitational, for example, a tournament that's going on the Charleston Classic, you notice that when teams wind up playing in back-to-back games, you wouldn't wind up getting an opener until the a.m. And then when the openers wind up coming out, it is a wild, wild west because you're able to find some discrepancies because typically a lot of these books, let's call it what it is. If they don't copy and paste from Kempom, they are pretty darn close to it. They're looking at it and it's like, all right, we'll shade the total up a point and we'll make the favorite another half point favorite. There we go. That's our line. Good work. So, I mean, you find a lot of that when it comes to college basketball, but when it comes to the NBA, what I've been finding a lot of value with is, for one, obviously unders, which I just talked about. I mean, if you're just blindly betting unders at this point, you have made yourself a big giant bushel full of money at this point. But what else has been pretty profitable is taking a look at some of these teams that were towards the top of the odds board to be able to win the NBA title coming into the year. And there's been a lot of value in fading the LA Lakers thus far. They've been dealing with a lot of injuries, no doubt having LeBron James out of the fold for a few weeks. And has influenced that a little bit. And this team just being old in general. I'm wondering which of these guys by the end of the year is going to need a walker. Because it's going to be at least one of them. If not two of them. But if you're taking a look at it right now. you got the Lakers versus the Pistons. Got a line pretty much all over in this game. Which is a relief. You've got the Lakers finding themselves in a lot of places. A 7.5 point favor. You're seeing a couple straight eights. 
Couple, the total is anywhere between 209 and 210. And when it comes to the Detroit Pistons, they wound up getting off to a sluggish start through the year. The big reason why is because number one overall pick, Kate Cunningham, he did not wind up getting out there for the first week or two of the season. Ever since he's been out there, it's not like the Pistons have been absolutely amazing or anything like that, but you can tell that they're giving a little bit more of a spirited effort. You've got your main guys out there now, which has been able to help this team out a little bit. And I do think that there's a little bit of value here on the Pistons. Now, I personally, when it comes to the NBA, take a little bit more of an in-game betting approach. Now, when it comes to in-game betting, I always say this when it comes to it as well. You want to be really focusing on either just one game or a couple select games. It's not one of these cases in which you want to be having yourself scattered around 37 different games because the big advantage that you wind up getting with in-game betting because in a lot of books, you're going to have to pay a little bit more juices and be able to see the action live. So you should be able to absorb more information. A lot of books, they wind up using a little bit more of an algorithm to spit out their numbers. So if you notice that, hey, this team is getting really lucky with their three-point shots. Hey, it seems like this guy is a little bit hobbled. That's something that you're able to use to your advantage, which makes paying a little bit more juice if you wind up diving in live to be able to make it a little bit more worth it. But when it comes to this Pitsons versus Lakers game, what has really stood out to me is beyond Kate Cunningham, who I was talking about a little bit earlier, being a little bit banged up to start the year. Jeremy Grant has been able to have himself a nice year for the Pistons. He's putting up right around 18 points per game. It's had 19 plus in now three of the last four games, 16 plus in four out of the last five. So he's been able to do a relatively solid job when it comes to the Pistons. And this is just a Lakers team that I mentioned it a little bit earlier. They're just really, really old. They're dealing with quite a few injuries. So that has really been setting them back. LeBron James has just not been himself for the past few weeks. He's starting to be able to get himself back into shape. So that is something that you wind up taking a look at as well. And when it comes to the Lakers, really an energizer bunny for this team. Austin Reeves, he's going to be out the fold for this game as well. He's been able to do a really nice job as a rookie. Has been out for about a week, week and a half or so. So I feel like that's actually been affecting the Lakers because while he was only putting up right around six points per game, this is someone that was able to give the team a little bit of an energy spark. And it's someone under the age of 35 that was actually seeing minutes for the Lakers. So you know, we had that aspect of it. I do think that the Pistons have a chance to be able to hang in this game. It's no doubt not necessarily want the best for them at 4-11, and 11, but I do think that they're going to be able to hang in here with a Lakers team that they do have to go in this case west to east and it's a game of which it's not necessarily a body clock game, but whenever you have to wind up racking up that travel, I do think that it takes a little bit out of you. So I would be looking at taking seven and a half here with the Pistons. And at this point, I've got to really, really, really like an over for me to even consider it in the NBA. And this is not as fun, which I really do with that because you got a lot of banged up parts with both of these teams. And then when it comes to the other real game that we've got set numbers on pretty much across the board when it comes to the NBA, because you've got quite a few spots in which they just are not releasing lines as of right now. You've got some injury concerns when it comes to a lot of these games. I think that you've got one back-to-back on the card for this Saturday as well. But the other game that you're really able to bet right now, widely available numbers, is the New York Knicks and the Chicago Bulls game. We're finding a smattering of anywhere between 5 and 5.5 five and with the Bulls. I mean, it's pretty much a 50-50 split there. When it comes to the total, you're seeing a lot of 208.5. This one wound up opening up at 210. I do agree with the line move. you got a Knicks team that... It seems like ever since Tom Thibodeau wound up taking over the show over there for the Knicks, they've been a tad bit lucky on defense with the way that teams have missed open shots. I really took a look at that last year because the Knicks, they were one of the better teams when it comes to being able to get teams to miss on open looks. But when it comes to the Knicks, they are a team that has a little bit of renewed 
a little bit of renewed, I guess you could call it energy, for lack of a better term. And this is a team that they've been actually playing their best on the road. They've actually been 5-2 and two on the road at home. They've been, I believe it's 2-5. and five. So, I mean, it's a Knicks team that for some reason at MSG, they haven't been able to get it going. Obviously, a little bit of this has to play into scheduling spots, a little bit of this has to play into who you're actually playing in general. And then when you take a look at the Bulls, there was obviously a lot of concern for Zach Levine when he wound up suffering his injury a few weeks ago. Would he be able to play through it? Uh, he's been able to play through it, and he's been able to do a very good job with it. 26-plus points in each of the team's last four games. They've went 3-1 and one in that stretch, so they have looked very rock-solid. Zach Levine has been absolutely amazing for the Chicago Bulls team, so he gets all the credit in the world. Was known a little bit more earlier in his career for his just absolutely amazing slam dunks, and he's turned into a well-rounded player, and then you take a look at the flip side for the Knicks, and the Knicks should be able to win the battle on the glass. You just don't have a lot of guys that are able to hit the boards hard when it comes to the Bulls. Meanwhile, you've got double-double machine Julius Randle on the other side for the Knicks, and I do think that that's a big reason why they provide a lot of value, whether that be five or five and a half, obviously, want to be shopping around for the best number, but when it comes to Bulls, they're really going to look to try to light it up from the outside because I mentioned everything that Zach Levine is able to do, and Lonzo Ball, I mean, man, Talk about a guy that has had a little bit of a career renaissance. The funky-looking shot that he wound up having at the beginning of his career, I think that he wound up shooting something like 30% from three as a rookie. All of a sudden, he's shooting 43.5% from three-point range, and he's become one of the more deadly sharpshooters in all the NBA. So I give him a lot of credit for the way that he's been able to just build off of himself in general. You've got Alex Caruso. He always gets a lot of fame for having the ball dead and everything like that. He's been able to do a good job of being able to give this Bulls team energy. And I do give the Bulls a lot of credit for what they've been able to do thus far this season. But I do think that the Knicks provide a little bit of value here uh, as a little bit of an underdog. And I take a look in general. The road teams in the NBA have been able to provide you a little bit of that. And that's where I'd be taking a look on this NBA Sunday. Now let's take a little bit more of a look at the college basketball board. Coming up next, going to give you guys a couple things that I like for this college basketball Sunday right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to be able to enjoy nicotine without the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no more batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and they come in 10 different varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more for your convenience. Each variety comes in two strings, so that way you can easily find the satisfaction level that is perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. Go head over to zen.com slash find to be able to find a store near you. That is zyn.com slash find and warning. This is a product that does contain nicotine and nicotine is an addictive chemical as it is a Greg Peterson experience coming at you from Circa. It is a lovely sports book, a tremendous resort, and it is a home of the Greg Peterson experience. So always great to be back here and it's always great to be able to take a look at some college basketball in the first hour I did wind up giving out my New York post play if you want to missing it don't worry I will refresh it for you in the final hour and once we do wind up hitting midnight also going to be going hard and heavy when it comes to the NFL betting board so I have no fear there and I'm going to be diving into some props when it comes to the NFL in the lighter part of this hour as well but when you take a look at this college basketball Sunday you've got a lot of these multi-team events you've got a lot of these tournaments that are going to be going down and one that really catches my eye is you've got Colorado State, and they're going to be taking on Creighton in a game of which I don't think that we're going to be seeing a whole heck of a lot of defense in. Now, with Creighton, they've been a little bit wonky this year. They've been a team of which they're in a little bit of transition because they did wind up losing so many pieces from last year. Marcus Zagorowski was just really a heart and soul piece for them. Now they're going up against the Colorado State team that darn near everyone is back. They wind up betting a D2 All-American in Chandler Jacobs that was able to average over 20 points per game at the lower level and keep in mind that with this game it is going to be played at the UVI Sports and Fitness Center. The only reason why I know that is because it's out there in the Virgin Islands. It's in St. Thomas so I'm going to have a good one going on there as for Colorado State. You're finding them in a lot of spots 
right around a two and a half point favorite. I saw a couple twos earlier. I saw a couple threes earlier. It seems to be settling in at two and a half. I wanted to send Colorado State as a five point favorite. They did wind up having a little bit of a tough time with a Bradley Bunch that I don't necessarily think is very good. We saw them winding up losing to Brown. What can Brown do for you? Apparently knock off the Braves of Bradley, but when it comes to what you're going to be able to get out of this Colorado State bunch, I do think that they are going to be able to light up a Creighton defense that Let's call it what it is. It's not that great. Now, when it comes to Creighton, they do have a couple of redeeming qualities about them. I do like the fact that they want to bring in Ryan Nemard, one of the more underrated freshman guards in all of college basketball. And if you want up seeing the FIBA Under-19 World Cup, he wound up actually playing for Team Canada, and he looked very good in that event. So I do give him quite a bit of credit. I do think that there is a very bright upside with him. But at the same time, I do think that with just having so many experienced guys and in my opinion, the guy that's going to be able to do the best job of being able to stuff the stat sheet and David Roddy, who's right now averaging a double-double, Mr. Roddy has been able to get Rowdy for you this year. I do think that it presents a lot of value with this Colorado State bunch. And I mean, we've right now got a total of 145 and a half. That is just way too darn low. I set the total north of 150. So I am certainly going to be taking a look at the over in the spot. And when it comes to Colorado State as well, a big reason why I like being able to bet on this team as well. And it's really something that I take a look at in college basketball free throw shooting. They were a team that as a collective shot about 78% at the free throw line. They were in the top 15 in all of college basketball. Creighton, when they were in a road environment last year, they were in the bottom 15 in free throw shooting percentage. That is something that does not go reported upon enough because with Creighton, we always take a look at them and we think, oh, it's a fast team. They put up a bunch of points. They were terrible at the free throw line last year. And Colorado State, one of the best teams at the free throw line. That is something that you've got to take a look at in your handicapping. I also think that people don't pay enough attention to turnovers, both with regards to turnovers force versus turnovers committed. You just want to be taking a look at the turnover picture in general because if you turn the ball over 13 times per game, that's not terrific. But if you generate 17 of them on the flip side, that's absolutely amazing. I mean, if you wind up turning the ball over 10 times in a game, typically that's looked at as very good. But if you only generate like eight or nine turnovers per game as well, then it's not necessarily as great as you'd like it to be as well. So that is something that I do take a look at with regards to my handicapping. Something that we've also got to take a look at, the game that is going to be taking place in lovely Las Vegas. This one is going to be going down a little bit later on in the night, 6.30 p.m. Pacific time. If you're out there on the East Coast, that is 9.30. So hopefully you're able to get yourself a nice pot of coffee brewing and be able to watch this one as you got Michigan and Arizona. Arizona opens up as a four and a half point underdog, and you're really seeing a wide variety of numbers. Like out here in Las Vegas, I'm seeing anywhere between four and five on this game, and the total is anywhere between 142 and 142 and a half. So it's really a pick your poison sort of scenario here. I wound up refining this as Michigan being a four and a half point favorite. So it's right in the middle of my line. Personally, if I were looking at this just right now, I'm going to be gauging a little bit of line movement myself when it comes to this, but I'd be willing to lay the four a little bit more than I'd be willing to take the five cents if right now it's just pretty much in the middle of my numbers with regards to this range. But when I, the reason why I'd be taking a look at the four is that you just have a little bit more experience when it comes to this Michigan team. I always like to be able to bet on teams that they've been together a little bit longer with Arizona. This is a team that they looked really explosive, but I saw some things that wound up concerning me in the game against Wichita State, most notably Azula Savellas finishing free throws, and you just can't wind up having that. They wound up shooting as a collective about 69% of the free throw line. I believe that they went 29-40 of 40 in that game. Meanwhile, you take a look at Michigan, and you've got a bunch that 
They wound up being able to have great success with each other last season. Hunter Dickinson, I think, is going to be the best low post player in this game. You do have Christian Coloco, who's able to give this Arizona team right around seven rebounds per game. But when it comes to Michigan, they've also got the ultimate blue guy on their team, and that'd be Eli Brooks, a guy that last year was able to give you nine points, right around four boards, three assists, shot 40% from three-point range. He's a master of a little bit of everything. He doesn't necessarily do one thing terrifically, but just across the board, he's pretty darn solid. Someone like Brandon Johns is able to give you some good minutes as well. You saw Diapate come off the bench. He wound up having 14 points in that game against UNLV. And this is a team that they've just been through the rigors with each other. Meanwhile, you've got an Arizona bunch that they're relatively brand spanking new. And though Arizona wound up going into that game against Wichita State towards the top of all of college basketball with regards to so many of these metrics, Got to pay attention to who they want to play. UT Rio Grande Valley, they also want to play against Northern Arizona. And their best opponent prior to playing against Wichita State, that was against North Dakota State. But you also, also have to take this into context. The way that they were able to pound North Dakota State gets diminished a little bit, in my opinion, because North Dakota State was playing a random back-to-back in which they wanted to play against UNLV on the road. And then they wanted to have a travel to Tucson and play against Arizona. Why they wound up doing that to themselves, I have absolutely no idea. But those are the sorts of things that you've got to be taking a look at as well. Because it's nice to be able to take a look at numbers on a strategy. It's a big thing that winds up going into my handicapping. But you got to be taking a look at the spots. Why did North Dakota State look like absolute poo-poo when it comes to their game against Arizona? It's like, oh, that's why. They had to go from Las Vegas to Tucson, Arizona. And they played on back-to-back nights. That doesn't sound like the world's greatest thing in the world. So I do think that that's something that you've always got to be taking a look at as well. Something else I'm going to be taking a look at, are we still maybe underrating Marquette a little bit? I want to personally having them as a three-point underdog in this game, 733-734 when it comes to the betting board. You've got St. Bonaventure taking on Marquette. And right now we're finding the Bonnies as a four to four and a half point favorite. This has actually fallen from the opener of five, which I do think that that's the correct move because like I said, I want to make a Marquette in this spot, a three point underdog. And the big thing that I take a look at in this game, St. Bonaventure has flashes of the 2018-19 Nevada Wolfpack. Not because they wind up playing the same style as Nevada. Actually, they're relatively different. Nevada is a team that they like to get up and down. They were coached by Eric Musselman. I believe that they had the Martin twins on their team at the time. This is a St. Bonaventure team that they're really going to look to be slow, play a little bit more grimy. They're not necessarily a team that is full of a lot of flash. It's more of a steak, not sizzle sort of teams. But when it comes to St. Bonaventure, they get off to really awful starts and then they wind up picking it up in the second half. And this is a Marquette team that they're just sort of like that prize fighter that they're maybe not the best one, but they've got a really, really ironclad jaw. They just keep coming at you. They keep coming at you. I mean, that is this Marquette team. They have been... I would call them a little bit lucky this year to be where they are right now because in that game against Illinois, they wind up going up against a bunch that did not wind up having Kofi Coburn. And I have no idea what Andre Corbello was doing in the last couple minutes of those games. I had high hopes for Andre Corbello coming into the year. I think that he's going to be tremendous moving forward. But I mean, those last few minutes of the game are about as badly as I've seen a guard play in that big of a spot in quite a while. But when it comes to Marquette, they're coached by Shaka Smart and You can tell that Chaka Smart has learned some things since he was at Texas. He's not going to be running the same Havoc-style defense that he did at VCU, but 
it's sort of a little bit of a hybrid. And when it comes to this Marquette team, they've got one of the best on-ball defenders in all of college basketball. His name is Daryl Morsell, wanted coming over from Maryland. And now, all of a sudden, he's putting up more than 20 points per game, shooting over 40% from three-point range. I do like that. They wound up getting in there. Some guys, when it comes to other transfers as well, you've got someone like a Tyler Kolick, who's been able to give you a double-digit amount of points per game. He's been able to come in for George Mason, has been able to be solid. And they wind up getting Greg Elliott off of suspension as well. I just have my concerns with St. Bonaventure that they're going to get down in this game early and they're going to have to use up all their energy and they wind up winning the game outright, but they wind up not covering. So I'm going to be taking a look at the points here with Marquette. We've taken a look at a lot of basketball these last few segments. So coming up next, how about if we take a look at some props for this NFL Sunday? That is coming up next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Get an extra helping of football with Madden Holiday Madness. Play free in three different fantasy football contests and compete all Thanksgiving weekend for your share of $15,000 in total prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash EA Madden now to get in on the action. EA Sports, it's in the game. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply to DraftKings.com for details. As we're back here in Las Vegas, more specifically, Circuit Sportsbook. It is a Greg Peterson experience right here on the Sports Betting Network. And all the work that I do, I think that is relatively solid. But the guys behind the scenes, they're the guys that really do the work. Without them, you would not be seeing my face. You would not be hearing my voice. Oliver's doing a great job. I love Nick week in and week out, giving it his all. He's a big Patriots fan, so shout out to him. My producer, Wyatt, doing absolutely terrific work. Mikhail getting me set up on the audio. All of you guys are absolutely awesome. Best in the business, so a big thanks to them. And a big thanks to the NFL for providing us a very good card for this week. We're going to be diving into more game previews when it comes to Midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern. Once we've got all the continental 48 states on a Sunday, we're going to be diving in. But how about if we take a look at some props for this week? I always like to be able to take a look at high-scoring teams and games in general when it comes to just everything in general. It gives you a, sort of an idea of the lay of the land. You're able to try to go at it with regards to some plus prices as well. DraftKings does a great job. They're able to take a look at all of this. So I do think that it's something very intriguing, and we'll take a look at these right now with Starting with the highest scoring games, we'll hit on the lowest scoring games in the other segment. We like to be glass half full here. We always like to go with the good first, which I don't know what the term good is because there are some people like myself that they do like a little bit more defense to each of their own. But I know that most people like to see more points rather than less when it comes to the NFL. But when it comes to odds, I have the highest scoring game in the NFL on Sunday. Shock, shock, surprise, surprise. Cowboys and Chiefs find themselves at the top of the list. Plus 300 if you want to be taking that. Colts at Bills is next at 7-1. to You've got the Bengals and Raiders game at plus 750. From there, you've got at right around plus 850. Cardinals and Seahawks at 9-1. to You've got Packers, Vikings, 11-1. to Steelers and Chargers. And then at 15-1, to you've got Dolphins, Jets, 49ers, Jags, Rams, and Bears are at 15-1. to And then at 17-1, to you've got the Lions with... Mr. Boyle at quarterback against the Cleveland Browns who have been, well, shall we say, in hot water recently. And, well, I will tell you this. I would 
actually take Lions versus Browns before I would be taking the Packers and the Vikings. Have you seen how many unders the Packers have been playing? I mean, the defense has been darn near one of the best in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers has been able to do a solid job, but he hasn't really been able to come up with explosive plays this season. So that's one that if you're just looking for one to just cross off the list and be like, no, thanks. I'm good. Packers versus Vikings. That certainly does fit the bill, even though I will say Vikings defense, shall we say it hasn't necessarily been terrific under Mr. Zimmer the last few years, but I do think that that is one that you're able to write off. When you take a look at the short shot, yeah, it should be. I mean, there's no question about it. You always like to try to find value when it comes to a little bit further down the board. And I'll take a look at things that if you're looking at something other than the short shot, which I mean, my first bet would be the Cowboys versus the Chiefs game. I'll give you a little bit more on some of the other games later. But I mean, you just take a look at this game in general. Dak Prescott comes in. He's been able to just rack up the yardage for this team in general. You wound up having that lackadaisical effort a few weeks ago against the Denver Broncos. And I think that it gave the Cowboys team a little bit of needed rejuvenation because when you take a look at the division, I mean, they're just running and hiding with it. You've got the Giants, you've got the Washington football team, and then you've got yourself the Philadelphia Eagles. There's just nothing to be had there. They needed just a little bit of a wake-up call in general. And I feel like they were able to get that. And then when it comes to the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes had been a little bit of a bad luck victim this year. When it comes to last year, he was actually relatively lucky. I think that things are starting to even out now when it comes to the interceptions that he's been throwing in. When it comes to the Chiefs, it is interesting to take a look at this team because just under Andy Reid in general, what I've noticed with this team is that they just seem to get better and better on defense as the season goes along. You saw them just be on base be one of the worst defenses in NFL history a little bit earlier this season. Now, they still aren't going to be like a top five defense or anything like that. And Chip has come and gone. But at the very least, the Chiefs have been able to give you a little bit more of a defensive effort. But what I think is really big for the Chiefs is the fact that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is coming back after. He hasn't played really since week five. In the first five games of the season, he was looking relatively solid. From there, the Chiefs really had to go one-dimensional. You knew exactly what it was going to be. Patrick Mahomes dropping back and passing, and you just weren't able to get anything else whatsoever. So now getting him back is big now. You also want to note that on the Dallas Cowboys side, Amari Cooper is going to be out due to, I believe it is, COVID-19 protocols. And if I saw correctly, he's probably going to be missing the game next week as well. So you want to be taking note of that if you're looking for either this game or the Dallas Cowboys Thanksgiving game as well, as I think that that's going to be something that you want to take a look at. But I mean, really the best pass catcher for the Dallas Cowboys is CeeDee Lamb. He's leading the team in receptions, yards, touchdowns. He's been able to do everything for this team. When it comes to Dallas Cowboys, they should be able to win the battle in the trenches when it comes to their offensive line against the defensive line of the Chiefs. I do know that the Chiefs did wind up having a couple guys winding up missing a few games. I know that Hitchens has already missed a couple games for the team this season. You did wind up having someone like a Willie Gay who was out that front seven as well. But certainly, I do think that the Chiefs are improving a little bit on defense, but you've got two very high-octane offense. It's just something in which I would not want to be going up against this to put it that way but when you take a look at options that might be a little bit further down the board I think that you might have a little bit of sneakiness when it comes to a few of these other games as well the one that I really highlight is Bengals versus Raiders because when it comes to this Bengals versus Raiders game you've got a Bengals team in which the defense looked very stout at the beginning of the year I think that that was a little bit more of a product of the schedule that they wanted playing and now you've got a Raiders team that they're looking to just overcome a lot in general because let's face it with the Raiders I mean, what more can happen with the team? You wind up having the very unfortunate Henry Ruggs situation. You wind up having John Gruden winding up 
having the mutual parting of ways after all the emails wanted coming out. So, I mean, it just is a calamity, to say the least. So, you've got a Raiders team that is dealing with all that. And yet, the Raiders have still been able to do a relatively solid job on offense. Last two weeks certainly hasn't been quite there ever since Henry Ruggs left the fold. And as a result, defense has wound up having a lot more pressure on themselves. They were unable to deliver after the Chiefs just completely bludgeoned them. But with the Raiders, I do think that they're going to be able to get back on track a little bit more. They have been all sorts of banged up when it comes to the ground game. Being able to have a healthy Josh Jacobs, I think, is very important for this team. I think that he's going to be able to give you a little bit more than he has the last two weeks. Last week, the ground game just had to be abandoned very early. He was held to seven carries for 16 yards. I certainly think that he's going to be playing a bigger role in this game. And Derek Carr has been able to do a relatively solid job for this team as well. He's completing right around 68% of his passes. No doubt not having Henry Ruggs out there does eliminate a little bit of a burner. John Deshaun Jackson is just not what he was in the earlier part of his career. This is someone that has been in the NFL since 2008. So, I mean, he's in his 14th year. When you wind up having a speedster in his 14th year in the NFL, that typically just isn't necessarily too terrific. But I do think that it's a spot in which you probably look for a couple more passes to someone like Henry Renfro. I think that Darren Waller is bound to be able to have a big game as well. He's been able to check the last few weeks. No touchdowns in each out of the last four, so I do think that he's going to be able to give you a little bit of this and that. And then you just take a look at this Bengals team. They've been able to do a good job of being able to generate offense all throughout the season in general. I mean, the hookup that you've been able to have between the college teammates has been absolutely tremendous for this team. Joe Burrow, you could tell that in his rookie season, he was relatively solid. He just needed that guy that he had a good rapport with, and Jamar Chase has been the absolute perfect pickup for the Bengals. We all remember back on draft night, a lot of people were thinking that the Bengals should instead take some sort of an offensive lineman instead of Jamar Chase. So far, it's working out for the Bengals because you've got Jamar Chase having 400 more receiving yards than anyone else on the roster, though. It does need to be noted that T. Higgins is number two on that list. He did wind up missing a couple games this season or else it would be a little bit more competitive. But all the weapons that the Bengals do wind up having is solid. And I do think that Joe Mixon is certainly not like a top three running back or anything like that. But I think that he gets a little bit underrated in general. He's a guy that's able to do a good job of being able to carry the mail for this team. And this is just a Raiders defense that in general, it's been a team that I would say over the last two, three years, has really been an over team because with the Raiders, they've got a relatively explosive offense and a defense that, shall we say, it needs some work. I do recognize the fact that the Raiders have invested a little bit more when it comes to the defensive side of the ball, but we've seen it the last two weeks. It certainly has not necessarily been their forte, so I do think that there's a little bit of value there. And a game that typically I'd be seeing a little bit of value with, I just want to stay away due to the question marks. That would be the Cardinals and the Seahawks just because with the Seahawks, you saw them score as many points as a team of Greg Peterson last week against the Green Bay Packers. And you're scoring as many points as the team of Greg Peterson. It's not going well for you. And it looks like Kyler Murray is going to be good to go for the Arizona Cardinals in this game. But what form of Kyler Murray are you going to be able to get? Are you going to be able to get the Kyler Murray pre-injury? Is he going to be a little bit hobbled? Is he going to be a lot of bit hobbled? So there's a lot of question marks there. Now, no question when it comes to the Seattle Seahawks defense. Shall we say it's not the Legion of Boom anymore? I think that that's putting it very politely. But even still, if you've got Kyler Murray, 
who's a little bit limited in his normal abilities because he's such a good dual threat, has been able to do a terrific job as a pocket passer, been doing a terrific job of being able to extend plays. If he's not at 100%, I think that that is going to be affecting the Arizona Cardinals, and that'll lead us to what we're going to be chatting about on the other side. I've been talking about games that I think are going to be high scoring. How about if we take a look at what might be the lowest scoring game on this NFL Sunday? That is going to be coming up next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Black Friday offer is here right now. When you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you also receive a $20 credit to the VSIN store. Get all of our experts' sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus 20 buckaroos to be able to buy VSIN sports betting hats shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry up. This is a limited time offer to sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift, and that is at VSIN.com. 
slash subscribe as we're back here in lovely Las Vegas. It is a Greg Peterson experience right here on the Sports Betting Network and got to get you guys a little bit caught up on a game that I was talking about a tad bit earlier this hour. We wound up having one game remaining when it came to college football. That is the game out there in Hawaii, which is always just one of those games in which it winds up getting so much attention just because it is the last one. If you wind up having a good good day, it can turn a good day into a great game, into a great day. And if you wind up having a really bad day, well, it can sometimes make a bad day really, really worse. Or it could sometimes break even or give you a little bit of profit. But with that said, if you wind up taking the home underdog, the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors, they were able to get there for you. 50 to 45. They might end up taking down Colorado State, and Colorado State was able to put up quite a good effort. They were down three touchdowns for much of this game. I think that at one point, they were down by north of 20 points. But with that said, Hawaii, they are able to get the job done. It's a game in which, well, the total of anywhere between 53 and 54 and a half certainly was not enough, as Hawaii nearly got there all by themselves, and Colorado State was not too far behind. So we wound up having that go down. I had to give you guys a little bit of a resolution there, and... We're trying to find a resolution as to what the most, I guess you could call them demonstrative games in the NFL are going to be in the last segment. I want to take a look at the games that we might be seeing the highest scores in. Now you've got to take a look at the game that is going to be the lowest scoring. Now, do note that we always get these odds from DraftKings, and it is a case of which the Monday night football game and the Thursday night football game are excluded. So these are Sunday games and Sunday games only, but with that said, when it comes to odds for the lowest scoring game in the NFL on this Sunday, it is Washington versus the Carolina Panthers that right now find themselves at the top of the list. That is at 6-1 at DraftKings. You got from there, Saints and Eagles. That is plus 650 from there. Texans and Titans. You're finding that at plus 750. You've got yourself a quadrant of games at 8-1. to Ravens against the Bears. You've got the Lions and the Browns. you got the 49ers and the Jaguars, the Dolphins and the Jets as well at 11-1. Chargers and Steelers, 14-1. Cardinals and Seahawks. And at 15-1, you got the Packers and the Vikings. And I do think that there's a little bit of value here on these shorter shots. I wouldn't want to take a shot here at 15-1 on Packers versus Vikings because I just need to get a little bit more value. But if you take a look at the Packers, I mean, this team has been absolutely magnificent to the under. I mean, eight out of their 10 games have wound up going under the total. It doesn't matter who winds up being out for this team. Jair Alexander has missed a little bit of time. They've had a couple of ailments when it comes to the front seven. This team has been able to hold up at the point of attack time and time again. And what, even when Aaron Rodgers has been out there, it's not like this offense has necessarily been overly explosive. They've done just enough to be able to move the chains. They've had some long sustained drives. So that has all been very good to the under. But when it comes to a game in at 14 to one at Cardinals versus Seahawks, I was just talking about a little bit earlier why I just would want absolutely no part of that game because you just don't know what you're going to be able to get out of Russell Wilson with him dealing with his thumb injury. It clearly looked like he was far from 100% in that game against the Packers. He could come out and he could look absolutely magnificent in this game. And then Kyler Murray looks like he's going to be able to play. What percentage of Kyler Murray are you going to be able to get? That is a big question there. But I take a look at 49ers and Jags, and I think that this game could be a real slug. And it could be a case in which you wind up getting maybe like 21 points or something like that out of the 49ers. But this is a Jags offense that I just want absolutely no part of. Trevor Lawrence, he hasn't thrown an interception in quite a while, but he hasn't been making very explosive plays. You've got a very questionable James Robinson at this point. He has been practicing on a little bit of basis. So I've got to think that he's going to be back out there after he wound up playing last week as well. So he's someone that you should be able to rely upon. But once again, when it comes to James Robinson... 
What percentage of him are you going to be able to get out there on the field? It's a 49ers defense that has still been rock solid. I mean, you take a look at the 49ers. They've been underachieving this year. No fans are butts about it, but they still have been able to do a good job of being able to just swallow up these offenses. It's just been a fact that they themselves have been able, unable to generate any points. It's been just tough because you were looking at Mozart being able to get the majority of the carries, and, well, he's gotten two carries this year. So that wound up putting the 49ers offense in general behind the eight ball. They've had to really rely upon Elijah Mitchell for carries, and he's actually been relatively solid. I give him credit. He's been averaging right around 4.8 yards per carry. So you were able to have a little bit of something there, but in the cornerback situation as well, having Jimmy G start a few games, you had Trey Lance get out there as well when Jimmy G was dealing with ailments, and then you had a point in which both guys were banged up, and the offense just really hasn't been able to find its rhythm in general. Last week, they were able to get things busted out against the LA Rams. Give them credit. They were able to put up 31 points in that game, but other than that isolated performance, it's just a case in which I don't have a lot of faith in the 49ers being able to put up points themselves, but I do have a lot of faith in them being able to swallow up a Jacksonville team that they're coached by a guy that is clearly there for the paycheck and the paycheck only, and our good friend Urban Meyer he just is a guy that doesn't belong in the NFL at this point. He's been doing a little bit of a better job in recent weeks, but still, this is an offense that has been just absolute yuck all season long. So that's one that I'd be taking a look at a little bit further down the list. But anything that involves the Jets is something that I want in on when it comes to fewest points because I mean, this is just a Jets team that has been absolutely failing on the offensive end. Now, on defense, the Jets have shown a little bit more promise. And you take a look at this Dolphins versus Jets game. I mean, you just don't have any explosiveness anywhere when it comes to either of these teams. When it comes to the Dolphins, you've got a bunch in which they've been relying upon Jacoby Brissett for a little bit of the year. Tua, whenever he's been out there, he's been able to give you some passes down the field, but he also is a little bit careless with the ball as well, turning it over. So you've got this and that. They just don't utilize the ground game enough as well when it comes to the Miami Dolphins. They just go pass, pass, pass. I feel like they would be benefited a little bit more by giving Miles Gaskin a couple more carries. I recognize that Miles Gaskin isn't necessarily like the world's greatest running back in the world, but it just feels like sometimes they punt on the ground game a little bit too soon, and then they rely upon a guy in Tua Tagovailoa that probably shouldn't be throwing as much as he does, and they just wind up trying to put it all on his shoulders. And the Dolphins defense wind up dealing with quite a few injuries with guys like Xavion and Howard and company in the secondary being banged up towards the beginning of the year. They've been able to come into their own. They've been able to get a little bit more healthy, which I think is going to be very beneficial to them. And then just take a look at what you're able to get out of the New York J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. And I'm going to be hitting on this game because I do have a play on it in the final hour. So I'm going to cut this one a little bit more short. But I mean, can you really trust in the quarterback situation of the New York Jets? And really anything involving the New York Jets at all? I don't think so. I think that you're getting relatively solid value there. And obviously, whenever you're betting on the Chicago Bears did not score any points, you're getting some very solid value there. The Ravens have certainly had their ups and downs. We even saw it a little bit earlier earlier in the season when they wound up going up against the Detroit Lions. You just wound up having Hollywood Brown drop seemingly everything. It's as if he wound up having buttered popcorn before the game. It was just absolutely insane what you wound up seeing there. But with the Ravens, what is really been interesting with the team is that Lamar Jackson has had to do just a little bit of everything because you've had so many injuries when it comes to the ground game that was supposed to be relatively solid for the Ravens. It said it's been one of the more, shall we say, bad ones when it comes to the running backs themselves because whenever Lamar Jackson has gotten out there, he's been absolutely terrific. He's got 639 rushing yards. Nobody else 
on the Ravens as more than 223. That's got to be one of the more big anomalies I've ever seen before in my life. And you do have a guy in Mark Andrews who's able to in the ball, but this is a Bears defense that, even though it's not necessarily where it's been in the past, it's still relatively solid. Once again, a bunch of, they have been dealing with a couple ailments, and I just still remember taking a look at odds for the fewest wins in the NFL on the show yesterday. And the Chicago Bears wanted popping up on there. I could tell that there was maybe an odds baker just trying to throw some shade at the Bears, and rightfully so. I mean, take a look at the job that Matt Nagy's doing, and, well, he certainly doesn't deserve an extension, if you ask me. And I'm a Green Bay Packers fan, so if they want to give him an extension just for my fandom and my fandom only, I am all for it. If you're looking for the betterment of the organization and just being able to put out there a good NFL product, you want to hire on... Almost anyone, not named Matt Nagy. So that's where they stand with that. And you just take a look at the way that they've tried to utilize Justin Fields. And it's just been a crying shame. You tell that when Matt Nagy was calling the place, it was just not to his liking. And I am one of those people that I do feel like these rookie quarterbacks, they deserve a little bit of time to be able to get their feet wet. I know that there are a lot of people that they disagreed. They felt like Justin Fields should have been thrown out there week one, but just being able to let a guy be able to absorb the game because things wind up speeding up so much more from the college level up to the NFL would have been very beneficial. Would have helped if he would have had actual competent coaches as well. That's a little bit of a theory as well, but I mean, you've got a guy in Justin Fields that at this point, he's got four touchdowns to eight interceptions. I mean, you give the Bears credit in that game that they wanted playing against Pittsburgh. They were able to look a little bit more solid in that one, but I mean, this is a guy that's just making mistake after mistake. So I'd be taking a look at that for a little bit of value. I mean, certainly what I like the most is being able to take a look at the Jets, but the Bears are certainly able to do a rock-solid job of being able to give you a little bit of nothingness in general. So that's where I stand there. And now we're going to be taking a look at more of these game previews for this NFL Sunday up next on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, Esports Playing Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time and range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Com slash compatibility.